Hello, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. Holy smokes, we got a lot to cover today. Free agency frenzy is upon us, folks, and it has been absolutely bananas, even crazier than I expected, especially this early on. Dominic, I was super excited to do the show, and uh, yeah, can't wait to uh, dive into it. Everyone's gone berserk in the NFL, signing left and right. It seems like every minute there's a new signing. Let's get this show started. All right, Dominic, let's jump into it right away. Like you said, Jimmy G taking his talents to the Las Vegas Raiders. And we kind of knew Jimmy G was as good as gone um, after the year that Brock Purdy had and with Trey Lance. And the question was kind of where was Jimmy G going to go? He was linked to a few teams, right? Miami was one of them. Uh, obviously, I mean, the the Raiders was one of them as well. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the Jets too, of course, right? We still don't know what the heck is happening with the New York Jets. But it's Jimmy G taking his talents, like I said, to the Las Vegas Raiders. And they're uh, going to be teaming up with Devontae Adams, uh, McDaniel there, and uh, Josh Jacobs. And the, the Raiders uh, also bringing in Jacoby Myers as well on a three-year deal. So, yeah, Jimmy G, Dominic, inking the contract there with the Las Vegas Raiders. What are your initial thoughts on that? My initial thoughts is that this is a bad signing. I really don't understand it. Josh McDaniels clearly has a connection with Jimmy Garoppolo. But is Jimmy Garoppolo really the answer? Are the Raiders really going with Jimmy? Or is he just going to be the veteran presence in the locker room? So that's how I see it. And the rest of the signings for the Raiders, I just don't like it at all. Bringing in Jacoby Myers to me and letting Waller in a big trade nonetheless. Yes. I don't get these moves. I don't get the Raiders. Right now in that division, they are dead last in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of with you on that, Dominic. I'm not really sure how can I put I'm not really sure how much better this team is with Jimmy G over Derek Carr. You know, I'm not sure if it's that much of an upgrade. If it is any, I was, you know, really hoping for them, like you said, that they would either push for Aaron Rodgers or obviously, like you said, potentially there's the draft as well. Um, so it's a three-year deal for $67.5 million. Look, this is tough. In this division, you need to put up points, obviously. And when you're playing the team like the Chiefs, well, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and hopefully the Broncos are going to be better this year. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just not sure, Dominic. I I you know it's it's in terms of money and per year, you gotta think of it's quote unquote a steal in comparison to what the quarterbacks are getting, what Daniel Jones got, um, which is good. You know, for value, I get it. But I'm more of a guy that, look, is this guy the quarterback no matter how much money he's going to get, even if you get him for free? If Jimmy G is not the answer, then he's hurting your team, right, for being on, on the squad. So I'm curious to see, like you said, if they continue to go after someone, what they do in the draft. Um they're going to have uh, obviously uh, uh, a pretty high pick, but yeah, for, for Jimmy G. Dominic, you got to like think about him personally. You got to kind of like it for him. Like he's in a, a pretty decent situation now. I, I you got to think right back with McDaniel, one of the best. Then you got one of the best receivers in the league. You got Jacobs too at the running back position. I was surprised to let Waller go. Right, Waller taking. Uh, taking uh, his his talents to the New York Giants. So I guess they're going to have Moreau taking uh, more of the, the uh, tight end number one snaps. But for Jimmy G, you got to think, like, he's in a pretty good situation now. Like, look, at the end of the day, it's a tough division. I get it. But there was a lot of question marks surrounding him. And, of course, I'm sure he wanted to stay with the San Francisco 49ers, ball out there on the talent they have. But, you know, being paired up with Devontae Adams is not uh, is not a bad situation for him to be in either. I agree with you on that one. Devontae Adams is an all-star. But what are the other signings they're doing right now is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Bringing Philip Dorsett. I think this guy's probably played in the last five seasons on like five different teams. Robert Spillane. I've seen that guy up close as a Steelers fan. It's a downgrade. Who else do they see? I saw a few other guys here and there that just were just mind-boggling to pick up. I don't get it. I think that Hunter Renfrew... We'll get traded, in my opinion. Jacoby Myers basically just took his spot. And they're ruining the chemistry that they had built. All they were missing, really, was a quarterback. This team could have been competitive if Aaron Rodgers would have shown up. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think Aaron Rodgers might have some beef with Devontae Adams. I think this just threw the Raiders for a loop. And now the Raiders had to shuffle. And they went with Jimmy Garoppolo because Josh McDaniels, 
to me, seems like a guy. He's a bad coach. He wasn't a good coach in Denver. He's starting off bad with the Raiders. He could only bring in guys like Jacoby Myers and Garoppolo, who, who he has chemistry with, quote unquote. You know, I don't like it. The Raiders right now are going to be dead last in that division. A team like Denver, on the other hand, has done all the right things. Denver has, Dominic. You know what? Let's jump over there. Tell me, Dominic, those Denver Broncos making signing uh, signings left and right now, hiring guys on the offensive uh, line position there and getting in, you know, I don't want to, I want to see kind of low key uh, players in uh, in this free agency just because, you know, they haven't been the massive teams like a quarterback or a stud receiver. But I'm with you, Dominic. I think that they're addressing areas of need. And you talk about Russell Wilson, Dominic, and the fact that in his years in uh, in Seattle, you know, he's was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think, you know, getting a guy like McGlinchey from the San Francisco 49ers was big for them, who I didn't even know was going to be on the move. But is there a particular, you know, number one signing you like that uh, these um, these Denver Broncos have done? Or is it just kind of the, the mix and, and what they're doing to, uh, to you know, build the future around uh, the quarterback, Russell Wilson? Well, it started out by getting Sean Payton. I think they went loco with what they gave Sean Payton. But boy, the guys they're bringing in, this is what Sean Payton's all about. He knows how to build a football team. And it starts with the offensive line. You said it yourself, Mike McGlinkey signing a five-year, $87.5 million deal to help out Russell Wilson. And then they bring in Ben Powers, who I think is a really good guard. He's going to help, again, McGlinkey. And I do believe those two signings on the offensive line will provide enough time for Russell Wilson to get back to his old school ways that brought him to the Super Bowl. I really do. I think Sean Payton is a great coach who can coach up smaller quarterbacks. And then the wild card pickup here, which is brilliant, is Sanjay Perrine from Cincinnati. And underdog a guy that nobody sees coming could be leading that backfield i'm telling you sanjay perrine is a great running back he proved it when mixon went down in cincinnati yeah. this was a great pickup for denver i love what denver's done all around even even signing a guy like alex singleton who a lot of people didn't really like because he has a few coverage issue problem but however this guy's got a motor and he's got a desire like no other linebacker in the NFL. And when he's on, he's on. And I think like Sean Payton definitely saw that. And that's why they re-signed him on a three-year deal for $18 million. Very affordable. I love it. I love everything that Denver's done. Yeah, I have to say, uh, Dominic, they've done a pretty great job so far. I read reports in uh, for the Broncos saying that they may look to potentially trade guys. Uh, they're two wide receivers. I'm not sure. Both of them, just one of them, Sutton and Jerry Judy. For me, you got to keep both of these guys. I really like Jerry Judy. I love Cortland Sutton. Sutton, you know, he's been a, a baller over these the last few seasons. And he, he's not a guy that I feel gets enough credit just because Denver hasn't been as good over the last few seasons as we're used to them seeing. But this is great, but I think obviously you got to keep the weapons for Russell Wilson, right? You don't want to let any of these receivers go. Hamler, I think you should try and keep him too as well. If you want to trade him, okay, I get it. He hasn't panned out. But for, for the reports I read, I wouldn't be for that. If I'm Denver, I want to keep all the weapons I have there, which they do have good weapons. And they have young guys. I've, I like these these two receivers there. And I think they pair fairly well, fairly well together. And, you know, I think that if, you, if you're uh, Russell Wilson, you're trying to talk to the front office and keep, um, keep those two guys because, A, they have a lot of upside, and, B, I can't see um, Wilson having a better year than last year if one of these uh, two guys go just because of, uh, you know, how good they are and what they can do on the football field. So I think that's going to be big for Denver. Make sure you keep your guys. Yeah. I have to say that. I got, I'm going to just jump in really quick. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you, William. I really, think that eh? Cortland Sutton has to go. He just has really, to go. Eh? He's a used bag. I think that Sean Payton has always found receivers young receivers and build them up for those saints get this guy out of town get a lot of those weapons out of town it's just not working with russell wilson this is going to be a long-term process it's not okay. going to be an overnight fix for the denver broncos as much as i love what they're doing i honestly think that what they need to do moving forward is find themselves new weapons build that offense how sean payton really wants it to be built 
And it's probably going to take two to three years with regards to the offensive line, the coach and all that is there, but I don't like this offense at all. For you, it's more about being patient. Eh? If it was about winning this year, you know, maybe you keep them. But I think, like you said, Dom, uh, to, to back up your point, for you, it's more of a, a long-term thing, uh, which uh, which I can see there for sure. If it's more more long-term, getting uh, you know, getting Russell Wilson comfortable in this offense. The I guess AFC started to cut you off, but the AFC yeah. is going to be really, really competitive this year. And for I sure. think if Denver plays the long game, they will be rewarded because there's a lot of teams – that are good in the AFC and only seven can make the playoffs. And I think Denver's a bubble team. They shouldn't push it just to make it this year. They should have a long-term vision to make it consistently in years to come. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty crazy how uh used to be only six teams making the playoffs in each the uh, each uh, conference and now with the addition of the team it still seems to be tight. What a crazy uh playoff race it was this year in the AFC. All right, we've talked a lot about quarterbacks. Uh let's talk about a massive trade that went down in the NFL draft. They obviously you got to assume is going to be for a quarterback. Imagine if Carolina gave all, up all that and they don't take a QB at one. That'd be nonsense. I'm just playing around. So the, the Chicago Bears, Carolina Panthers complete a massive trade. Long story short, Chicago obviously trusting their boy Justin Fields. The Bears get DJ Moore. They get uh, the first round pick from Carolina, which is the number nine pick. They get a second round pick in 2025, and they get uh, another uh, first round pack, uh, first round pick, excuse me, uh, later on in the next few seasons. Massive trade, uh, a lot of stuff to digest here, Dominic. The question really becomes who is Carolina eyeing at number one? And I was going back and forth, and I don't think anybody knows. I'm, you know, I'm not even sure Carolina knows who they're taking that one. I think they wanted to get that number one pick. They wanted to make sure that nobody is going to get their guy, but now they're going to do their research and really find out who that guy is. So I'm not really sure if they even know who it is for Carolina now. I want to get your opinion. My early gut is saying it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Um, we'll talk later on on who we think uh, should be taking that number one overall. But uh, I, I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud for Carolina they didn't want to risk uh, anybody coming in getting him. I know it's Anthony Richardson, and I get that, and all the hype that's been surrounding him. But I, I just I can't see him going from a guy people thought was fourth best quarterback in the draft to potentially being number one. So for me, I like the move for Chicago. I, I, I the Panthers gave up a lot, but I do like the move as well for them because they finally need to find that franchise quarterback. Uh, since Cam Newton has been the guy or was the guy for them and haven't really found anyone since. But yeah, for me, I, I'm thinking it's going to be CJ Stroud, Dominic. I'll let you know later if I would agree with that, but I want to get your opinion on, and if you think it'd be Stroud or who else it'd be. Yeah. I honestly think that Carolina did a great move. I think both teams, this is the move you had to do. We all knew that the bears needed to trade down because fields is the answer for Chicago. The amount of guys and, and draft capital that they got back is beautiful. You can't ask for a better trade if you're number one. As for Carolina, listen, you got the pick of the kittle. You can pick whoever you want. Get the right guy. Do your homework. Typically, once a team tries one strategy, they tend to go another direction. So whether or not Richardson, who is very similar to Cam Newton, do you want to bring that guy who is kind of like the same thing you've had in the past? Or do you want to change it up and go for a more of an accurate passer? That will be what Carolina will need to evaluate. Both direction will be a successful one because I do think this is a quarterback draft. I think there's a lot of talent at the quarterback position. And it will just be whoever Carolina wants. I know they lost DJ Moore, but quite frankly... We've talked about on the show how Terrace Marshall Jr. is a great receiver. Well, now he's going to get the chance because he's probably, yeah. as we speak, going to be the number one guy. I'm sure Carolina is going to add a few weapons in the draft. But as of next year, who the number one guy should be, should be Terrace Marshall. We'll have to see. They also brought in a veteran guy in Andy Dalton, which I know a lot of people out there are not Andy Dalton fans. I just like guys that have been in the playoffs, that have experience that you can, for whatever reason, put them in the game for one game on a crucial moment, and they know how to handle it because they've been on the big stage. So Andy Dalton is a great veteran backup quarterback. I mean, I love it. I love both 
in both directions, whether it be Chicago or Carolina, moving forward, they are doing the right things. And Carolina is actually uh, bringing in Adam Thielen today, who was released by the Minnesota Vikings, potentially there to get a deal done. Maybe he's going to be the guy if all is uh, set and done there and they're able to get something, uh, something agreed upon there in Carolina. Free agency frenzy is upon us, folks. And like I said, it's been an absolute frenzy to start off. I didn't expect all this to be happening at once, but I absolutely love it. I'm excited to see what's going to happen later on today. As Dominic and I record this, it's Tuesday later on this week. Um, we uh, are going to be excited to see what happens there. As, uh, as Dominic and I record, like I said, it is Tuesday. And um, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to join the Pat McAfee show. We'll get into that later. This guy's driving me, driving me nuts, Aaron Rodgers is. But I'm not going to let you off the hook that easily, Dominic. I like your take on Carolina. I really do. But you didn't give me an answer. I don't want to pull that out of you. If you were betting man, Dominic, who do you think Carolina takes at number one? I know we still got time. And, you know, Carolina may not even know uh, who they're taking at number one. But I'm curious to know if you had to make a bet, who is going to be that number one overall pick this year in the 2023 draft? Ooh, you're putting me on the spot. Okay. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I think they're going to go with CJ Shroud. I think yeah. that's the way to go only because they just had the Cam Newton experiment. So as much as I like Richardson, and I think that he fits the new NFL, CJ Strout is definitely a guy that's proven himself. I honestly think his only downside, and we're going to see it in the NFL, is whether or not that ball floats too much in the air and he ends up being picked off a lot because of it. That's the only thing that I saw out of his game tape that is concerning. I've seen it in the past. I haven't seen it in a while where a quarterback, the ball just hangs just a moment too long. And it allows DBs to go up there easier on the wide receivers on the one-on-one. That could be a huge problem because I don't know. I'm not a quarterback coach, but if he's been doing that all his college career, I don't know if that's fixable. So we'll see. That's the only one thing. But other than that, this guy is remarkable. He could throw on the run and he's got the size. He's got it all. CJ Stroud does. Uh, will he be able to put it all together if he ends up in Carolina? We'll see. Richardson, on the other hand, is a dynamite player. Just yeah. dynamite. You want a guy just like Lamar Jackson? I mean, heck, these guys, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, the list goes on. These guys all won MVP. That means they're just uber talented can they throw the ball accurately not really and that's the problem as a quarterback you're supposed to be accurate but with the new nfl you could make a scheme that works well and for a guy like richardson to be better you need two towers because these guys unfortunately they tend to throw the ball too high and if you got smaller receivers forget about it you're not going to be able to to catch those sideline routes so we'll see what carolina does I mean, I, I'm a Richardson fan right now over Strout, but Carolina will probably take C.J. Strout. I feel like he's the quote-unquote safest pick, as they say he's the most NFL-ready, and I could totally see them going in that direction. For me, Dominic, I'd actually go ne with neither of them, and I'd go Bryce Young, and I know the knock on quarterbacks and size and the fact that you know he's, he's six feet or just under six feet tall – I feel like watching his tape at Alabama, Dominic, in the games I saw him play, he just never seems to get frazzled. The situation never bothers him. He's calm. He's cool. He's collective. And I see him as a leader. And look, he was coaching under Nick Saban, right? And I understand, look, Alabama, you know, quarterbacks necessarily haven't worked out in the past. I just think Bryce Young is different this year uh, than, uh, than other quarterbacks we've seen out of Alabama. Just as the way he commands the football field, he's he's always there. He's, he always seems to be the best player on the field and making the right decision. For me, I know it's a risk. I know he's not the tallest guy. I think I would go Bryce Young with the number one overall pick. If I was the Carolina Panthers, I don't I don't think they will. I think it'll be almost a, a bit of a surprise if they do. Curious to, to read into it a little bit more and see what Carolina does. But I think the interesting thing to follow is here is I'm not even sure the Panthers know what they're doing. Just securing that number one spot is important for them. And uh, and they got it, Dominic. Let's stick with the quarterback train. 
Aaron Rodgers, a deal still has not been done. It looked like it was all but said he was joining the New York Jets. Jets got in the Alan Lazard four-year, $44 million contract. Looks like they're doing whatever they can to try and convince A-Rod to join the New York Jets. It, <laughs> I, it's, you got to think it's going to be done soon because he hasn't been linked to any other team. And at this point, the Jets should be all in for A-Rod, especially after not getting Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I mean, this is getting ridiculous at this point, right? Like, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it, Dominic, but I feel like he's just stringing people along. And, you know, this this is why some of the, the people in the NFL or some of the, the analysts and stuff like that, some of the fans are annoyed with him, right? Like he's playing this game. Like, A, why is it taking so long to make this decision? B, what, okay, whatever, it's fine. You know, you want to you wanna dissect it. You want to make the proper decision. I get it. But then to go on the Pat McAfee show later today to bring all this attention to yourself, I don't know. For me, this is why I was never a huge Aaron Rodgers fan in terms of his leadership. I've always, uh, you know, loved his play and thought he was one of the best quarterbacks and players in the league, which I still think he is. But, I mean, you're you're Rogers, and you wonder why you're getting all this criticism. Part of it is what you're doing right now. You know, you got to look in the mirror and, and understand that uh, you're you're stringing a lot of these people along. And I hope for the Jets to get this deal done because it would be it would be him leaving them dirty if if they don't uh, they're not able to get this uh, deal pulled off. So Jets fans, I think they're ag- anxiously waiting for the news of uh, getting Rogers in a Jets uniform. Personally, William, I love it. And I knew now you're gonna be like, <laughs> how can you how can you love this horrible story? And it is a horrible story. I mean, a guy stringing along an entire organization and he's got the upper hand. But the real culprit in this entire story, we we can't say that the Green Bay Packers organization did Aaron Rodgers right. And if it was a, a you know a one-off that oh, it just happens to be the way it is for poor Aaron Rodgers. No, they did exactly the same thing. And I think deep down inside, Aaron Rodgers just did not want to leave Green Bay ever. He wanted to do his, finish his entire career there. He wanted to win another Super Bowl with Green Bay. And like Brett Favre, who won an early Super Bowl, neither of these guys seem to give that franchise a second Super Bowl. So where I'm getting at with this is this. All these problems are on the Green Bay Packers organization. Mm -hmm. They've drafted Jordan Love. They traded up to get Jordan Love. So they lost draft capital. Then Aaron Rodgers was like, what's going on? You're bringing a guy, you're trading up. What's that to say about me? You know, and they're kind of slowly but surely, goodbye, Aaron Rodgers. But then Aaron ended up staying there. Why? Because he played, you know, decent. The guy's a decent quarterback, but they didn't help him. You know, you're going to have to do it with no wide receivers. You know, you we're going to eventually get you a receiver when it was too late. Last year, they got Christian Watson. The guy played half the season. He didn't play his full season. And the Packers didn't make the playoffs. He's a bitter man, Aaron Rodgers is. And I would be a bitter man as well. So what is he doing? You know, he's he's got the, the Jets. When the owner comes down and flies to you and says, hey, buddy, you know, I really want you on our team. Well, you know right there and then that you got the upper hand. So uh, Rodgers is like, well, let's see what I want. Do I really want to go to the Jets? Because my heart obviously clearly is in Green Bay. What is it going to take for me to go to the Jets? Well, it's going to take whatever I want. And unfortunately, uh, the Jets have been handcuffed and not being able to sign all these other free agents because they're waiting on Aaron Rodgers' answers. That is the owner's fault for the Jets to have gone and grovel his way to Aaron Rodgers. So you see how both these organizations are at fault. And at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is just the middleman who is just saying to himself, listen, I got the upper hand. All I want to do is win one Super Bowl. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do everything possible to win one. I'm calling out guys like Odell Beckham because I know that I need an outstanding receiver. He already has a good one in the rookie in Wilson, but I honestly think that he needs more. And he knows that you can win football championships through your defense. And boy, does the Jets have an amazing defense. We'll see. He brought in Lazard. He's probably going to bring in Cobb with him, which will be hilarious. (laughs) And at the end of the day, I told you last week, if Aaron Rodgers is in a New York Jets uniform, barring massive injuries for those Jets, they will be in the AFC Championship. Wow, that's bold stuff there. Always love your hot takes. From the Green Bay Packers perspective, I get it. I think the Packers definitely did him dirty and, um, and you know, it wasn't, 
the best situation there. People didn't see eye to eye. And, you know, a lot of people thought he was going to be leaving a while ago, Green Bay. And I don't think they did a ton, him a ton of favors either. I, I get that for sure. I just think, like, if you're the Jets now and, you know, you're you're trying to do what you can to get Rodgers on the team, getting in guys like Lazard, who he has a connection with, obviously, I think for, for that and every other team in the NFL – I think, you know, putting them on edge is probably like not what I'm a huge fan of. Like, I don't even know. We're talking as if he's going to be in a New York Jets uniform. And I don't know. Right. At this point, maybe he will. Maybe he won't. If he is, why hasn't the deal been done yet? Like, I think there's I was watching Good Morning Football and, you know, Kyle Bryant, I feel like he hit a home run. He was like, well, why hasn't the deal been done yet? And it's like if, if Rogers wants to go there and they want him what's the hold up you know is 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 he going to sit out and and wait like you said for for um his players from green bay to go and then to sign with the jets and then wait and see i i i, I get that you want to make sure you have a solid team there but i mean look it's tough because I feel like what Rogers is doing right now, he's making it about himself when it's more uh, about uh, about the New York Jets situation and I guess the Green Bay Packers. But it'll be curious. Like I said, Dom, I really hope for the Jets to be able to pull this off because they obviously want to go and uh, all in for him and they want to be competitive. And I think they would be just like you said, if they got him. But like, look, let's say hypothetically he doesn't, he doesn't go to the New York Jets. Is there any chance he stays in Green Bay? Like, I wouldn't even be shocked at this point if he, he stays in Green Bay. We've heard a while, the last few seasons, he was going to be as good as gone. I don't think he's going to remain a Packer. If I was a betting man, I, I do think we're going to see him in a Jets uniform. But at this point, Dom, with Rodgers, there's nothing that would shock me. If he goes to San Francisco, if he, they decide to make a play to go to Tampa Bay, I don't know. I just, with Rodgers right now, for me, everything is open just because nothing is set in stone with him. And, and I don't even know if he knows. So I'm curious to see what he does, but... I'm not putting anything past Aaron Rodgers right now and where he's going to go next year. Oh, I agree 100% with you, William. A weird theory would be that what he's doing right now is maybe cleaning house in Green Bay. And how that makes no sense to a lot of people out there. But on a talent level, I don't know why he likes Alan Lazard so much. Like, <laughs> really? You like Alan Lazard so much? That, to me, is bonkers. So <laughs> a crazy theory would be, that, yeah, he got rid of Lazard. Oh, yeah, I'm going to the Jets. The Jets pick up Lazard. Only for him to ditch him and oh, stick man. with Green Bay. And then focusing on Christian Watson as the new receiver. And then probably forcing the hand of Green Bay to draft another receiver. Because that's what he wants. He wants talented receivers, right? And he obviously is great friends with Randall Cobb. And we all know that Randall Cobb is pretty much past his prime, guaranteed. So he might be like, you. wherever I go... This guy is the only guy that I truly like because maybe they're great friends, and I'm sure they are. And his heart is in Green Bay. He just hates the front office. It's that simple. I'm almost positive that's the case. And he hates the fact that he's got a guy who, okay, he did play better last year, Jordan Love, but there's a massive question mark on Jordan Love. And mm -hmm. he, he obviously was a guy that was picked up for all that draft capital. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I will honestly take my time i know i have a groveling owner in the new york jets i know i have a frigging front office in green bay that i don't like i'm telling you he's got all the upper hand and all he wants to do like everybody else is win a super bowl but he only has basically one or two more years to do it so aaron it's all it's all up to you wherever you go i think you are truly one of the last great quarterbacks left in the nfl i'm going to ask you a question after this if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, yeah, who is the next big quarterback in the NFC? Because there's absolutely nobody, in my opinion. You might have Stafford, but I don't think Stafford is that great. I think the organization did him well, surrounding him with all those weapons, but he's not that great. Who is the next big quarterback in the NFC? Man, Donovan, that is a great question. And who would have thought we'd even have to, you know, decipher that question just even uh, this past season or a few years ago. Oh, gosh. I like one QB. I'm going to try and stick to one quarterback here. And if I have to go with one, oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, Maybe Justin Fields. Hell, and, yeah. That's exactly who I said. It is Justin Fields. You nailed it, William. <laughs> Justin Fields <laughs> is you. the next big quarterback in the NFC because the Bears are doing it right and the Bears are going places, 
The wild card, I'll say Detroit and Jared Goff. If Detroit doesn't draft a quarterback and they ride Goff and he finally is in a system surrounded by weapons to develop his skill, there's a, a slight opportunity there. But Jared Goff has proven time and time again that he chokes. For whatever reason, he just yeah. chokes. So I'd rather go with a young, fresh Justin Fields to lead the way. I'm proud that you picked Justin Fields and that we're on the same page. Hey, what about – thank you, Dominic. I appreciate that. What about a guy like Brock Purdy? Could we see him, Mr. Relevant? You this know, is the, the ultimate wild card. Don't Was forget about or, – or sorry, Dom, or anyone who's quarterback for the 49ers for that matter. Maybe it'll be Trey Lance. You know, I think, like, better chance it'll be Brock Purdy just because of what he saw out of him this year. But don't be surprised if Trey Lance takes the QB1 reps. But – I don't know, Dom. We've seen great stories, and I think the San Francisco 49ers could have something going here. Yeah, I think the Trey Lance show has already been a debacle. They're trying to force it so much. I'm sure he's got all this offensive play calls that fit just Trey Lance, and they don't fit Brock Purdy. But at the end of the day, I think they whiffed with picking up Trey Lance. Brock Purdy, on the other hand, what's up with this kid? A seventh round pick. Is this the next big story? Because he sure as hell played like the next big story before he got injured. San Francisco could have easily gone the Super Bowl and maybe a rookie quarterback would have won it. Who knows? We'll never know. We'll only find out this year. He'll have to unseed from training camp. Yeah, I'm not even sure if he's going to be ready for training camp. I'll have to check his injury status because from my understanding, actually, he got operated a lot later than he should have. That is true. So we'll have to see if he's going to be there. He'll, he might have to pull another miracle comeback and then really solidify himself. But I love that call, William. I love that you mentioned Brock Purdy because there is a chance with good old Brock. Oh, man. It's with San Francisco, Dominic, you never know. They've been such an incredible team and so interesting. I find the 49ers an incredibly interesting team over the last little while. And hey, don't forget, San Fran brought in um, Sam Darnold on a, on a one-year deal. So can't uh, can't forget about Sammy there in uh, in San Francisco. We've talked a lot about the big signings, Dominic, in free agency, quarterback, stuff like that, trades for the number one overall pick. Is there a uh, signing you think that, you know, maybe flying under the radar People haven't really looked about, talked about. We talked about the Darren Waller one. I think that's a good one for the New York Giants because they really need to get Danny Dimes, some receivers, slash tight ends, slash anybody that can catch a football for them. But maybe uh, a signing you think that's gone under the radar in the uh, free agency so far, and I think a team's going to benefit from. I got two. Yeah. Two huge ones. Yeah. I'm not sure why anybody's not talking about Kendricks with the Chargers. Yes. This is going to be massive. He's going to show up. Their biggest problem was was run defense. People were able to run at will against the Chargers. Now, bringing a guy like Kendricks, so much experience. Yeah, he's been a a couple injuries here and there. But if this guy stays healthy, man, Khalil Mack, Kendricks, and you know how much I absolutely love Derwin James. That defense, they know what they're doing, right? They got to play against those big offense in the AFC West. I absolutely love that signing. And the second one is again another linebacker who the Giants are slowly but surely putting together an all-star team. And this could be the team that's on the rise. Bobby Okiriki from Indianapolis. You know, this guy stepped up huge last year. And I honestly think that this guy will solidify, again, that linebacker core with the Giants which was another area of weakness. I love what Brian Diebel's doing. The only million-dollar question is, can Daniel Jones deliver? I honestly think it was a fluke. Then again, Brian Diebel is a frigging amazing head coach. He's shown that he was able to do it. And the guy who really is the all-star, if we're not lying, is Shaquan Barkley. It's not about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones just needs to manage the ship. If Saquon performs like he did last year with this defense, ooh, this is going to be a great year if I'm a New York Giants fan. Yeah, Dom, I'm with you on that. The Giants got to keep Saquon Barkley. And, you know, the fact that they're talking about potentially trading him or, you know, letting him go. is like, nah, you got to do what you can to keep him there. I like your two picks, Dominic. I'm going to stick with the defensive side of the ball as well. 
Maybe I'm a bit of a homer dominant, but we haven't mentioned it. Jalen Ramsey joining the Miami Dolphins, South Beach. I didn't even see this coming, Dominic. I didn't even know that they were in talks about potentially getting Jalen Ramsey, but apparently he was, you know, the the guy Miami wanted, and Miami was the spot he wanted to go to from the very get-go. Apparently, this has been, uh, you know, in the running for about a month now. I really like it because. Byron Jones, unfortunately, you know, he's I think he's gonna decide to retire from football and it didn't work out there. And Miami faced a lot of uh injury concerns last season in the secondary on the front, the front line, the linebacking core. It was just that defense, surprisingly, in Miami at times where it was letting the team down. When usually over the last few seasons it's been the offense, but getting in a guy like Jalen Ramsey Dominic, who's got swag, who's gonna talk his talk, he's not what he used to be. But when you got Jalen Ramsey on one side, you got Savian Howard on the other. I think this is going to be a scary sight for for AFC uh, East receivers to have to deal with. And I like it. I think Miami's making moves. I'm happy it's on the defensive side of the ball. And I really didn't think that uh, Miami and Jay and Ramsey were going to be linked. But, uh, you know, Rhymes are, are looks like they're cleaning house. They may even be uh, hitting the road with Matt Stafford, which would be uh, crazy. Uh, but uh, for Miami Dom, I really like this uh, this Jalen Ramsey and what he's going to bring to uh, to the Dolphins. They need to be a little bit more, you know, honestly, quote unquote, mean, aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. And you know, uh, Ramsey is not a guy that lacks any confidence. So for as a Dolphins fan, I love this move, and I think to get to get him for a third round pick and and you know uh, Hunter Long, one of our tight ends we rarely use. I think it's a good pickup for Miami. Oh boy, do I ever agree with you, William. You said under the radar. This is by far my number one pickup in, in not even free agency. It was a trade, right? So it's true. Jalen Ramsey absolutely will be a star for the Miami Dolphins. This guy, I call him King Ramsey for a reason. <laughs> yes, he does do one thing that I don't like that much, but you know what? You got to do it. Is he's a big gambler. Yeah, he I knew will, you were going to say that. <laughs> he is a gambler. He's going to really do whatever it takes because he believes in himself. That's Heck, his game, right? That's his game. He won a Super Bowl. What else does he have to prove? He's already won one. I honestly think him against Diggs is going to be amazing to watch twice a year. And Wilson, you better watch out, buddy. Because Ramsey is a tough guy to play against. And as good as Aaron Rodgers is, if he ends up being a New York Jets, he's going to have problems to find Wilson as well. So to me, beautiful signing. If Miami can get some pass rush, okay, that's going to be the problem. They can't seem to be getting so far really good pass rush. Yes, they have Bradley Chubb. Yes, they have Phillips. But I want to see more. And they need to address that situation. I'm going to ask you a question, William. First round, do you draft a running back if you're Miami? Or do you draft a defensive end or somebody that could play lights out? Because those are the two areas of concerns to put Miami over the top. And then the other one was whether or not you believe in Tua. But I do believe in Tua. So which one would you pick? Running back first round or defensive end? That is a great question, Dominic. I think with, you know, Miami, it's a lot of areas they could address. Unfortunately, they don't have a first-round pick this year because of the tampering involved with Tom Brady, so they get a second-round pick. And for them, I I, I think you go defensive line or even O-line. I, I think Miami's going to – they re-signed both their running backs just yesterday, but I think they're going to make a play for either a guy like Miles Sanders or potentially Derrick Henry or even Saquon Barkley. So I think they're going to adjust the running back position in free agency. So for me, I think the draft, you use it. Draft D-line, draft defense, and get a big stud there coming out of college, a young guy. And uh, I think that would be the move for the Dolphins. It's been a crazy, crazy free agency frenzy, to say the least. I think, uh, you know, there's going to be quite a few more big deals done just with the names out there floating around. I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's inevitable. Curious to, to get your take on who you think will be the next big name out there that may be moving ship. For me, Dominic, you know, we haven't heard his, this guy's name in a, in a, I don't say a while, but I'd say in the last few days is Derrick Henry. It looks like they're going to be potentially moving on from him with the Tennessee Titans. I can see, you know, maybe this 
a deal getting done sometime soon and we hear Derrick Henry's name popping up. But I'm not so sure we're going to see Derrick Henry in a Tennessee Titans uniform uh, to start next season. So don't be surprised, folks. I'd say that's one thing to keep an eye on is this whole Derrick Henry situation. Wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Derrick Henry somewhere else in the next few days. Ah, I don't know, man. You get rid of Derrick Henry, Tennessee's gone. Gone. Unless Malik Willis turns up into be a magician and turns into a whole other quarterback that we saw last year. (laughs) I don't see that happening. So they can't get rid of Derrick Henry. They do have wonderful running backs in this draft, but there's a core identity with Derrick Henry. So it's very tough to do. Then again, I really still love Mike Rabel. Mike Rabel is by far one of the best coaches in the NFL. you got to trust the system. This team was one of the most decimated teams in the NFL by injury. So I think that whatever they do, I will, you know, as much as that division's weak, I'll give Tennessee the benefit of the doubt until I see the product on the field. Once we find out what they got, we know what they got. But Derrick Henry is their cog. They just can't get rid of him. Your question about who do I, who am I looking at? Yeah. I'm definitely looking at Frank Clark. Frank Clark, 29 years old, seems like he's going to be leaving Kansas City. But listen, this guy's got a lot left in the tank. And we all know how important it is, is to get some pressure to the quarterback. You talked about Miami. Miami should look at this guy. Frank Clark in Miami. Wow, that would turn a lot of people's heads. Even myself in Pittsburgh. I think that Frank Clark in Pittsburgh would be outstanding. They just picked up a good linebacker in Holcomb, but that's not enough. They got to get more pass rush. Even if they got Watt there, having on on both sides of the football is really important. And that's how you make a team go to the next level is to get to the quarterback consistently. So I'm looking at Frank Clark, wherever he ends up, that team will have an upgrade. Frank Clark's a good one, Dominic. I do uh, I do like that one. It was kind of surprising to see that the Kansas City Chiefs may be letting him go. And maybe we could talk about the Chiefs a little bit. Looks like we're, uh, they're one of their offensive tackles. Orlando Brown is going to be set to uh, to move on. Even Juju Smith-Schuster. So it looks like this Kansas City Chiefs team can be looking a little bit different than they had this season after winning the Super Bowl. For me, I don't think it matters all that much. Honestly, I truly believe as long as you have Mahomes, Kelsey and Andy Reid, I think this team is, you know, set. They're good to go. And yes, the division is going to be more competitive or we could predict it's going to be more competitive than it was this past season. I just think as long as you have those big three and they could put anybody on defense, make it work. But uh, it looks like there's going to be a few changes in Kansas City now with uh, with those guys set to, to hit the market. Yeah, but you know what? For whatever reason, even if Orlando Brown leaves, I know he's a yeah. huge left tackle. There's already a rumor that Tunsil out of Houston would be taking his spot. They're working on a trade as we speak. So that's the rumor. So I'm not afraid. You said it yourself. As long as you got Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Kelsey, that's your foundation. Everybody else could be a revolving door. I'm surprised that that's the, that's the truth, right? I am really am surprised that that's the truth because your offensive line, since I've watched football, that's your bread and butter. If you don't have an offensive line, you got nothing. But for some odd reason, Pat Mahomes being who he is, able to scramble, able to throw every single pass, he doesn't need an offensive line. Just let him loose and he'll do whatever he wants. He's got two Super Bowls. I expect more coming in his direction. Oof, yeah, it's uh, right now he's a, he's a man amongst boys, is Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, there's been other signings, a little bit uh, less, you can say, blockbuster-ish. I like what the Cowboys have done, Dominic. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, trading him for a fifth-round pick. I think that was good. Now we'll see if uh, the Dallas is able to pull off a deal that would get Odell Beckham Jr. in a Cowboys uniform. That would be something else. You got uh, David Montgomery staying in the division, taking his uh, talents to the Detroit Lions now from uh, Chicago to Detroit. So we've got uh, some some noise in the uh, the NFC North division there going on uh, a little bit. And then you got you some some quarterback signings where, like I mentioned, got Sam Donald going to San Fran. Uh, Miami was signed uh, Mike White there. And uh, there was a few a few other ones. Jameis Winston uh, re-signing with the New Orleans Saints. And, uh, you know, talking about quarterbacks, we have yet to 
find out any news about uh, Lamar Jackson. He's voiced his frustration at, uh, you know, the money that other quarterbacks are getting and that, you know, his name hasn't been linked to teams like the Jets or, you know, teams looking for a quarterback like Tennessee, for example, or just uh, other teams there. So there's obviously the uh, Lamar Jackson uh, situation to keep an eye on. And uh, yeah, like I said, there was other, a few, uh, few signings that, you know, people weren't, uh, weren't talking about that I thought were a, a pretty good job by, uh, by most teams to, uh, to help uh, bolster up their roster. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's about the bears, the bears, the bears. If yeah. you look at this team, the draft capital, they got amazing. If they get an offense alignment, I think that Justin Fields will be running and throwing the ball left and right. Getting a guy like DJ Moore, wow. This receiving core is actually building up to be something nice. Only if you're a fan of my friend back in Pittsburgh, Chase Claypool. Yeah. This team is definitely building in the right direction. It's all about the Bears for me. Give me a guy like Paris Johnson, offensive tackle from Ohio State, who I think is the best lineman in the draft. They're picking ninth now. If they get this guy, wow, the sky's the limit. And it's good for the Bears. The Bears have been dying to have a great franchise. They went through the whole Jake Cutler fiasco. It's time to cheer <laughs> on the Bears. This is my team in the NFC. I love what they're doing. They brought in TJ Edwards. Amazing. They brought in Edmund from Buffalo. Yes. Amazing. Two huge free agent signings. I love it. It's all about the Bears. This is the team that I'm looking at in the NFC. Detroit's the other one. I like what Detroit's doing slowly but surely, but I need to find out if Goff is for real or if they're going to draft a quarterback. We're going to find that pretty darn quick because I expect them to draft a quarterback. Campbell definitely might like Goff, but at the end of the day, when you're drafting that high and you have a quarterback draft, you got to draft a quarterback. Oof, yeah, the, the quarterbacks are plenty this year. I saw a recent mock draft that had the first four overall picks being quarterbacks. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised with the level of talent we have uh, this year in the NFL draft. They'll be curious to see what the Lions So You know, why not? Why not take a shot at, uh, you know, a guy like Levis or if obviously if he's available or Hendon Hooker, right? The 25 year old out of Tennessee. He, uh, he's, you know, his name hasn't been bounced around all that much, but he's a guy that, you know, kind of turned some heads this past season in Tennessee. And I know uh, that you're, uh, you're a fairly big fan of his as well. Uh, talk about uh, in mock drafts. And then everything that needs uh, needs to be filed out there, whether it's, you know, deciding if it's going to be the quarterbacks, the first few picks or who other teams are going to uh, be. Usually we talk about uh, the draft, we talk about who, which team the draft starts with. Right. And like, OK, it starts at number two, who this team's going to take or maybe number four, because we know where the first three teams are teams are going to take. But I think what's especially uh, fascinating about this year is it really starts at one like obviously it starts at one every single year but especially this year because we don't know who's going to be taking number one obviously obviously it's going to be a quarterback but especially with this trade now for that first overall pick that hasn't been done in the last few seasons and I think that it's so rare when you see that number one overall pick being traded and just that in itself is a storyline for the NFL draft it's hard to think that this year's NFL draft won't be one of the best ones we've seen in a while. Not necessarily from players, and, and what I'm saying is that they're going to pan out, but just the excitement for the level uh, or just the excitement for from April, um, late April into the beginning of the season. All the hype that's going to be surrounding these players with the wide receivers, with the defensive players, and obviously with the quarterbacks. I really feel like this year we have a draft that is a lot of depth at a lot of the key, key positions, obviously quarterback being one of them. I think that there's going to be a few uh, trades for teams jumping up to get a quarterback. Maybe a, guy, a team like uh, the Raiders, right, Don? We see them going after Jimmy Garoppolo. I saw a mock draft that had them trading up, getting a guy like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. So it's going to be cool to see. I'm curious to see if we're going to see a guy like Anthony Richardson potentially slip. You know, we see his name being bounced around left or right. This guy throws a cannon. This guy, you know, is is the next big deal. How many times have we seen that and we see a quarterback like this guy slip and fall to, you know, to the eighth, the ninth, the 10th pick. And then you have a team trading up to get this court, kind of like Justin Fields, right? With the Chicago bears fields ended up slipping in that draft. And then you have the bears, you know, saying, okay, we can't pass up on this option. We're going to go up. 
trade and get Justin Fields. So I'm really curious to see if like in, potentially the first four picks or the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks and we're going to see teams trading up or if we see a guy like Richardson slide, which I can see happening and then him mean maybe being picked up by a team that's middle of the pack at maybe 12 or 13 there. So I think this year's draft is the most exciting uh, that it, since I've been a fan, except for the fact that my Dolphins don't have the first round pick. I'm pumped for, uh, for April 27th already. Yeah, I agree 100% with your take. This draft will be big, and it will be big because it will be known for as a quarterback draft. I really do think when it's all said and done, when we look five years from now, this will be known as a really good quarterback draft because we're we're missing quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, that's saying something really mean to all the current quarterbacks, but there are not many good quarterbacks. And the one that I'm going to talk about really quick, it's the wild card, and that's Will Levi. Yeah. I think – this guy, it's all about his moxie, and it's all about a guy that has confidence and competitiveness. This guy wants to be the greatest of all time. That's a huge, bold statement. But, I mean, hell, why not? If you're going to enter... Doesn't? <laughs> yeah, if you're going to enter the NFL, you know, day one, I want to hear that. I know it sounds cocky, but I want to hear it because it shows me that you're ready mentally. So will the Indianapolis Colts draft a guy like Will Levi? Because I think they're drafting a, a quarterback at number four, for sure. Or will they go with Anthony Richardson, who probably will dip? And depending depending on what Houston does, because them too will draft a quarterback. The one that I think is my biggest question mark is Bryce Young. So I'll put him as my fourth quarterback. Okay. If not, almost my fifth quarterback, unfortunately, William. Wow. But um, yeah. There's another guy we'll talk about, uh, Tanner McGee. I think he's a wild card. He'll probably only end up in the second round, but uh, he's your traditional pocket quarterback if you look at his game tape. Anyhow, back to Will Levi. This is the guy that you want to take a chance on right off the bat because he's bringing in that moxie. He's bringing in that confidence. He's going to be able to get that locker room fired up, game in and game out. This is what a true quarterback's all about. On the flip side, you can bring in Richardson, which you talked about all his athletic intangibles. What I'm hearing is that he doesn't have enough, you know, rah, 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 kind of like dog in him. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he's kind of like a low key guy. But other than that, everything else, athletic wise, it's off the chart. You look at the combine, what he's done. This guy is athletically gifted. If he ends up on a team with six foot three receivers, Two of them, because you need two. Two huge frigging towers left and right. He will have an unbelievable career. He'll win a Super Bowl. I'm calling it right away. But if he surrounds himself with, unfortunately, smaller wide receivers and the coach is not experienced as one of those college football coach, he will be a bust for sure. So it all depends on where you land, what surrounds you, dictates how well you're going to evolve as a quarterback. You could become... A Pat Mahomes with Andy Reid or a Josh Rosen, which whoever was the the coach at the time in Arizona. Really sad story with Rosen. And the list goes on with how many quarterback busts we've had in the past. But this year, the chips will probably fall where they should. Because I think looking at the top picks, I think they're going to fall just in the right spot. Bryce Young is my only question mark. This guy is really, really small. And I think that this guy is going to probably get destroyed because he's just too small. However, I've been proven wrong with guys like Drew Brees. Let's see if this guy could pull it out out of the hat. I think that just, you know, is a testament to how deep this draft is. You know, the guy I have at number one, you have at like number four or five, just to show how many great quarterbacks there are. And I think if you're the Indianapolis Colts, I'm like, look, you can sit there pretty or, you know, any team that's at three, four, or even five that wants to draft a quarterback. There's four of the guys there. There's four guys that you think are like, for sure, I don't say necessarily home runs, but guys you can see making a difference, maybe even five quarterbacks. So if you're one of these teams, why not sit back, relax? You kind of hope one of these guys are going to fall to you. So you don't necessarily have to trade up, but you can be happy with any quarterback that you get. It's such a uh, high-driven quarterback class this year. You don't necessarily have to trade up. If you're not necessarily sold on one guy, you sit there, you sit pretty, you wait for a quarterback to fall on your lap, and then you make the uh, the necessary changes to it to support that guy in the offseason and, uh, and in training camp and in preseason. So I think there's going to be a lot of the stuff to cover. 
Draft is in just over a month. We have a ton of names still on the free agency uh, frenzy docket there. Looks like teams are parting ways with certain players. So stay tuned for that, folks. That's it for the show this week. Enjoy the madness of free agency frenzy. Thank you for listening to the show. We'll be back same place, same time next week. You are listening to CJLO, 69 a.m. in Montreal.